This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. How can we parent our children in ways that lead to a lasting faith? Stay tuned to learn more about Sarah Cohen Johnson's new book, Teach Your Children Well, a step-by-step guide for family discipleship. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 16 through chapter 19. Elijah confronts Baal's prophets. When Obadiah went and informed Ahab, the king went to meet Elijah. When Ahab saw Elijah, he said to him, Is it really you, the one who brings disaster on Israel? Elijah replied, I have not brought disaster on Israel, but you and your father's dynasty have, by abandoning the Lord's commandments and following the Baals. Now send out messengers and assemble all Israel before me at Mount Carmel, as well as the 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah, whom Jezebel supports. Ahab sent messengers to all the Israelites and had the prophets assemble at Mount Carmel. Elijah approached all the people and said, How long are you going to be paralyzed by indecision? If the Lord is the true God, then follow him. But if Baal is, follow him. But the people did not say a word. Elijah said to them, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left, but there are 450 prophets of Baal. Let them bring us two bulls. Let them choose one of the bulls for themselves, cut it up into pieces, and place it on the wood. But they must not set it on fire. I will do the same to the other bull and place it on the wood. But I will not set it on fire. Then you will evoke the name of your God, and I will invoke the name of the Lord. The God who responds with fire will demonstrate that he is the true God. All the people responded, this will be a fair test. Elijah told the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls for yourselves and go first, for you are the majority. Invoke the name of your God, but do not light a fire. So they took a bull, as he had suggested, and prepared it. They invoked the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, Baal, answer us. But there was no sound and no answer. They jumped around on the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah mocked them, Yell louder. After all, he is a god. He may be deep in thought, or perhaps he stepped out for a moment, or he has taken a trip. 
Perhaps he is sleeping and needs to be awakened. So they yelled louder and, in accordance with their prescribed ritual, mutilated themselves with swords and spears until their bodies were covered with blood. Throughout the afternoon, they were in a static frenzy, but there was no sound, no answer, and no response. Elijah then told all the people, Approach me. So all the people approached him. He repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. Then Elijah took twelve stones, corresponding to the number of tribes that descended from Jacob, to whom the Lord's message had come. Israel will be your name. With the stones, he constructed an altar for the Lord. Around the altar, he made a trench large enough to contain two seahs of seed. He arranged the wood, cut up the bull, and placed it on the wood. Then he said, Fill four water jars and pour the water on the offering and the wood. When they had done so, he said, Do it again. So they did it again. Then he said, Do it a third time. So they did it a third time. The water flowed down all sides of the altar and filled the trench. When it was time for the evening offering, Elijah the prophet approached the altar and prayed, O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, O Lord, are the true God and that you are winning back their allegiance. Then fire from the Lord fell from the sky. It consumed the offering, the wood, the stones, and the dirt, and licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they threw themselves down with their faces to the ground and said, The Lord is the true God. The Lord is the true God. Elijah told them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let even one of them escape. So they seized them. And Elijah led them down to the Kishon Valley and executed them there. Then Elijah told Ahab, Go on up and eat and drink, for the sound of a heavy rainstorm can be heard. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. While Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, he bent down towards the ground and put his face between his knees. He told his servant, Go on up and look in the direction of the sea. So he went on up, looked and reported, There is nothing. Seven times Elijah sent him to look. The seventh time the servant said, Look, a small cloud, the size of the palm of a man's hand, is rising up from the sea. Elijah then said, Go and tell Ahab, Hitch up the chariots and go down, so that the rain won't overtake you. Meanwhile, the sky was covered with dark clouds, the wind blew, and there was a heavy rainstorm. Ahab rode towards Jezreel. Now the Lord energized Elijah with power. He tucked his robe into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Chapter 19 Elijah runs for his life. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, including a detailed account of how he killed all the prophets with the sword. Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah with this warning. May the gods judge me severely if by this time tomorrow I do not take your life as you did theirs. Elijah was afraid, so he got up and fled for his life to Beersheba in Judah. He left his servants there. While he went a day's journey into the wilderness, he went and sat down under a shrub and asked the Lord to take his life. I've had enough. Now, O Lord, take my life. After all, I'm no better than my ancestors. He stretched out and fell asleep under the shrub. Suddenly, an angelic messenger touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked, and right there by his head was a cake baking on hot coals and a jug of water. He ate and drank and then slept some more. The angel of the Lord came back again, touched him, and said, Get up and eat, for otherwise you won't be able to make the journey. So he got up and ate and drank. The meal gave him the strength to travel forty days and forty nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. He went into a cave there and spent the night. Suddenly the Lord's message came to him. 
Why are you here, Elijah? He answered, I have been absolutely loyal to the Lord God of heaven's armies, even though the Israelites have abandoned the covenant they made with you, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and now they want to take my life. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. Look, the Lord is ready to pass by. A very powerful wind went down before the Lord, digging into the mountain and causing landslides. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the windstorm, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a soft whisper. When Elijah heard it, he covered his face with his robe and went out and stood at the entrance to the cave. Suddenly, a voice asked him, Why are you here, Elijah? He answered, I have been absolutely loyal to the Lord. God of heaven's armies, even though the Israelites have abandoned the covenant they made with you, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword, I alone am left, and now they want to take my life. The Lord said to him, Go back to the way you came, and then hid for the wilderness of Damascus. Go and anoint Hazel, king over Syria. You must anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and Elisha, son of Japhet, from Abel Mahola, to take your place as prophet. Jehu will kill anyone who escapes Haziel's sword, and Elisha will kill anyone who escapes Jehu's sword. I still have left in Israel 7,000 followers who have not bowed their knees to Baal or kissed the images of him. Elijah went from there and found Elisha's son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 pairs of oxen. He was near the 12th pair. Elijah passed by him and threw his robe over him. He left the oxen, ran after Elijah, and said, Please let me kiss my father and mother goodbye then I will follow you. Elijah said to him, go back. Indeed, what have I done to you? Elisha went back and took his pair of oxen and slaughtered them. He cooked the meat over a fire that he made by burning the harness and yoke. He gave the people meat and they ate. Then he got up and followed Elijah and became his assistant. New Testament Reading Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the ten virgins. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of the virgins were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish ones took their lamps, they did not take extra olive oil with them, but the wise ones took flasks of olive oil with their lamps. When the bridegroom was delayed a long time, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. But at midnight, there was a shout, Look, the bridegroom is here. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. No, they replied, There won't be enough for you and for us. Go instead to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they had gone to buy it, the bridegroom arrived, and those who were ready went inside with him to the wedding banquet. Then the door was shut. Later, the other virgins came too, saying, Lord, Lord, let us in. But he replied, I tell you the truth. I do not know you. Therefore, stay alert because you do not know the day or the hour. The parable of the talents. For it is like a man going on a journey who summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one, he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The one who had received five talents went off right away and put his money to work and gained five more. In the same way, the one who had two gained two more. But the one who had received one talent went out and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money in it. 
After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled his accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came and brought five more, saying, Sir, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master answered, Well done, good and faithful slave. You have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. The one with the two talents also came and said, Sir, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more. His master answered, Well done, good and faithful slave. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent came and said, Sir, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered, Evil and lazy slave, so you knew that I harvest where I didn't sow and gather where I didn't scatter? Then you should have deposited my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For the one who has will be given more, and he will have more than enough. But the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless slave into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Judgment When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate people from one another like a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see a stranger and invite you in, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, I tell you the truth, just as you did it for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire that has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not receive me as a guest. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they too will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not give you whatever you needed? Then he will answer them, I tell you the truth, just as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. And these will depart into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life. Mark chapter 14, verse 1 through 2. The Plot Against Jesus Two days before the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the chief priests and the experts in the law were trying to find a way to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. For they said, not during the feast, so there won't be a riot among the people. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous God, the one who knows and sees and understands the human heart. We thank you, O Lord, for you are holy, holy, holy. 
We thank you, O God, that you have imparted to us righteousness because of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, we are in awe of your holiness and your beauty and your splendor, your moral excellence, your ethics, O God. They are beyond our imagination or capacity to fully understand or fulfill in our own strength. And so we thank you, O God, that you indeed are doing a sanctifying work in us, creating in us a gospel lens in which to reject and see our idols for what they are, O God. We thank you, O Lord, that you have exposed idols of the old and idols of today. We thank you, O Lord, that you have proved yourself over and over and over again through your kindness and your compassion, through your saving grace, through your restoration and redemption, O God. Thank you, O Lord, for you indeed are worthy just based on who you are, but you still prove yourself to be our God, to uphold us, to keep us, to sanctify us, O God. We pray, O Lord, that we would live this life with the ethic of Christ, with gospel ethics, that, O Lord, that we would be found visiting you in visiting the least of these. We would be mindful, O God, of those our society and even our fear and hearts might tell us to overlook or to reject. The prisoner, the sojourner, the orphan, the widow, O God, the poor. Help us, O Lord, to pass that ethics test, Lord, that treating those who are made in your image with dignity and with their due because they're made in your image, O God, that in the same way it is honoring you. Thank you for this reminder from your word, O Lord. And we ask, O God, that you would open our eyes and that you would expose and remove the idols that get in the way of us living out and embodying this gospel ethic of service, of compassion, of solidarity, of equity, and of justice, O God. Expose our idols, show yourself as the true and living God, and call us into true gospel ethics for your name's sake. We thank you, O Lord, that you are indeed our God, and that you are doing a good work in us, even if we don't feel it day to day, and that what you have started in us, you will bring to pass. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. Sarah Cohen Johnson, the author of Teach Your Children Well, believes that parental involvement is the most influential predictor of a child's spirituality throughout their lives. Sarah's book discusses how parents can have an active discipleship role in forming their children's faith and provides insights and strategies for children in different stages of life. This valuable resource, which includes exercises and activities that families can do together, can help parents disciple their children creatively and confidently. Get your copy of Teach Your Children Well today at ivpress.com and as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. 
Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.